The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. It's the Media Mash on a Thursday from the headquarters of your Dallas Cowboys. I'm Heckman Harrison, joined by members of the media. John Jock Taylor from JJT Media Group, president and CEO, is in the building. My man Nick Harris, beat writer for the Dallas Cowboys, and the one and only Clarence Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star Telegram is here as well. Fellas, how are y'all? How y'all doing? I'm great. I'm wearing polo, but I see y'all got dressed up. Yeah, they, you What's know, it was. It, this came from up high. They said, "Listen, get dressed up because of what you did yesterday." So, put, <laughs> put, y'all look good. I like the jacket. I like the y'all. Y'all, y'all looking good, man. We feeling good, man. Listen, you should. If you're in the Metroplex, you should feel good after what happened with the Rangers last night. You stay up for the game. <laughs> I like that. The game, the post game show, he was the, the post game show, post game show. Yeah. Yeah. I take it all in, man. I'm yeah. like. You know, I was hyped, man. How do, can you not be hyped for what the what the Rangers have been through? You've been around here. We certainly, if you remember 2011, you know, I remember they used to call them the Little Red Shoes Rangers. They look cute, Little Rangers. Oh, look at the Little Rangers. People just take that was like a sideshow act, right. you know. And for them to to 102 losses two years ago, 94 losses last year, to come out of nowhere and win it. I know the Cowboys got this motto, Carp Omnia sees everything. They Rangers, did that. Rangers said, go yeah, take it. We took it. Go yeah. take it now. They were uh, they were a great team, man. Like from we was just talking about just top to bottom. Like literally everybody on that team contributed to their championship. There's no free rides, and at winning time, their best players stepped up and did the thing. Right, right. I was I was talking to Jock, and I wrote a column to start telling him it should be up now. It should be tomorrow. What you can learn, what the Cowboys can learn from the Rangers. You know, oh because, man, can you, know, you give us the cliff notes? I too? mean, I mean, the bottom line is this: certainly the Cowboys have the most tradition and most history. Uh, in the Metroplex of the other four, four major sports teams, but they haven't won since 1995, and this team does not know how to win. They've never won. <clears throat> but what you learn from the Rangers is certainly be road warriors, okay? 11 straight on the road, okay? On, on, 11 on, in, in the postseason. Crazy. You know, the Cowboys, you look at this year, last year, you know, in the playoffs, but this year, they, they're, they're two worst games have been on the road. They got the Eagles coming up. They got Miami coming out. Be your best on the road. Uh, as he talked about, your stars need to show up when it's time to play. You know, you go back to the playoffs and you can talk about Dak and Micah and, and, and Trevon and, you know, that they play their best in the playoff game. Well, the Rangers, Garcia, and and, and the big money players, uh, uh, Seaman and everybody else showed up and mm-hmm. showed out when it was time to play. And from a front office standpoint, they went for it, okay? They certainly paid for uh, the stars. You know, their stars. They went and got the manager. They went and got uh, DeGrom this year. But when DeGrom got hurt, they went and got somebody else. They went right. and got Scherzer. You know, they didn't rest on their laurel. They said, and, and when, it, you know, and you, it'd be easy to say that, hey, we like this team. We lost 94 games last year. We won. We supposed we, to win we, in a couple years. We win in 90 this year. You know, this, what we've done is great. No, no, this ain't good right enough. Now. Never, don't be satisfied. Don't say I've done enough. They went and got more people to get them over the top, and they got it done. Did you think – Obviously, with the moves that they were that they made, 
Did that signify to you this is enough for this team, Texas Rangers team, to win a World Series? I mean, this you year? don't know. Pitching I mean, and all that. that. I mean, there are some teams that are built. I mean, but you don't know because the pitching was, even after all of that, the pitching was the Achilles heel. I right. mean, the bullpen was the Achilles I mean, they went and got a Chapman, but it was still an Achilles heel, you know. And and and, and the great thing about that's why I say it's, you know, Brady James once said when he was a rookie, it's the NFL. This is pro sports. It ain't wait your turn. Okay? This ain't about wait your turn. It's about go get it now. Okay? And and so the Rangers did not, you know, yeah, we, we had all that. You know, you, you could have been satisfied with, you know, making a huge jump from last year to this year, getting the playoffs. But they didn't settle for, you know, I, I've done this. We, we want to make it happen. So I think they saw an opportunity to win, and they're like, let's go get it. Yeah, they, yeah. they went and got it. It's there. And, 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 it's, and again, from the Cowboys' standpoint, this NFC is wide open. Go get it. Nick Harris, what's up with you, man? Man, I'm doing good. It was good to see that last night, um, especially after the pain of 2011. Man, it, it, it was all those demons relinquished last night. So uh, it was even when it was five to nothing and it was two strikes on the board, you were still like, "Oh God, not this again!" Down no, to the final no, strike. No, no, no. I, was, I told somebody on, on, on Twitter they were talking about you can't say that. Remember, the, it, man, it's over. DMX if you scared, yeah. go to church. Okay, this is this. They're not giving this up. This team is not 2011. They were one strike away twice in 2011, but this time. The, the way Arizona was demoralized, it was just a whole different well, vibe. Yeah, you know, because they, they pitcher threw was stood on his head, throwing no hitter through six. Yeah. They had bases loaded, they had scoring opportunities, they never scored. And then when the Rangers broke through, and then when they made it five, it was over. over. Yeah, going to the bottom of the ninth, everyone knew it was about to happen. Like the celebration was already starting at American Airlines Center. I was at the Mavs game last night, and the celebration was well underway before that final pitch happened. <laughs> hey, you talk about if you're scared, go to church. Church gonna be full on Sunday because I think it's a lot of Cowboy fans gonna be in there, and uh, I. I hate this. Early service. Early service. Oh, most definitely. You, you mean church. You don't mean in, in, in Philly. No, I mean, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, man. Listen. I'm just saying, because, you know, Cowboy fans go to Philly on Sunday. They might not come back alive. No, man. This is, uh, this <laughs> yeah. a, big, this is a game. And, and no matter who you talk to, it's a lot of opinions that swing back and forth on, on confidence level for this game. There's some people that feel like, okay, the Cowboys have as legitimate chance as any. Like going into that 49ers game, we talk about it being a measuring stick game and all that. Guys have pulled pulled back on that. You even heard Jerry saying, "I'm not gonna poke the bear this week." And now you had, hey, then then you get Dak saying, "Pull honey on me." If it, if it's, if it's a, me and a bear, help the bear pull honey on me. But the but the sense is that. The Cowboys have an opportunity to make a statement in this game, Clarence. Yeah, and, and we talked to Demarcus Lawrence in the locker room there because most people have been like Jerry. You know, they know it's a big game, but no one's been making these outlandish statements about measuring stick and all those stuff. But Demarcus Ware says the statement game. You know, yeah, we know they're a division team, but we know how good they are. We know they're in first place. We know they went to the Super Bowl. This is a statement game. It says one we need to win. That's what Demarcus Ware told us in the locker room. Today. DeMarcus where? I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm acting like Jerry. I'm acting like Jerry. <laughs> yeah. I got a little Jerry in me. I was thinking in my head. I'm like, I got some Jerry in me. Because Listen, that's karma. Because I laughed at Jerry. Did you know? Jerry for calling D-Ware DeMarcus Lawrence. Okay? He did. I talked about him Look on Twitter. I said, how you going to call D-Ware DeMarcus Lawrence on his <laughs> best day? And so here I come today. I talked to D-Lawrence and I'm calling him D-Ware. DeMarcus Lawrence, D-Law said... This is a statement game. He said it with his chest. We need to win this game. John, John, what you think about this one, man? 
Does it, you, got the, you put the same pressure as a statement game. Do you yeah. put that or is this, hey, we, we got to get it? You know, it's interesting because I don't really get caught up in it. I mean, it, yeah. it's a... It's an, it's an important game. It's a game where you want to show well. It's a game where you want to play well. But to me, and I told somebody that this morning, yeah, you want to win, you try to win and all of this. But it's much more important how you play. Because, again, this is the kind of team you can play really well and lose by a field goal or a touchdown on the last drive or something. Uh, so to me, yeah, they want to win. You want to make a statement. Despite, the statement is go play well. Right. And, you know, we'll live with the result. Because if you play well, you can build on it. If you get stomped again – I mean, Ain't nothing I, to build from right. that. Now, now we got like, okay, play two really good teams that got stomped in both. It's a problem. Um, so if you play well, I think that's uh, – you want to win, but you want to play well. Nick, I, specifically, question for you. This Cowboy defense has been feast of famine, all right? The, the feast is you're getting sacks, you're getting turnovers. Yep. The famine is – you don't get any sacks. You don't get any turnovers. 222 going, rushing yards. <laughs> that's, that's what it's been. So going into this Philly game, what is what is your mindset going for this for this defense? Yeah, I've described it as Jekyll and Hyde so many times in articles over the course of the last few weeks. But that can be said for both sides of the ball. But defensively specifically, uh, Michael Parsons had said yesterday that uh, this game's going to be one in the trenches. It's going to be one up front. And I, I 100% agree on both sides of the ball. Because you look at what Philadelphia has constructed on the offensive line and the experience that they have up there, the strength that they have up there. Then you look at the defensive line, the way they've drafted on that defensive line and added pieces to it over the years. Uh, th- that's a really strong two units that they have. Then let's let's flip it around to the Cowboys side. Really experienced offensive line and a really good defensive line that they've drafted and developed over the years. So it's very similar. It's a similar build, and both of these offensive lines have been experienced with that throughout practice and training camp throughout throughout the season so uh, the trenches that is where this game is won Michael Parsons is 100% correct and I think it's interesting that D-Law said that today in the locker room as well just because that's the mindset that they have to have up front because if if those guys play like they did let's say against San Francisco or even Arizona uh, or even times in some other games as well whether it be in the run defense or not being able to generate as much pass rush as they know that they're capable of then that's only going to create offensive success for Philadelphia and boy do they have the weapons to make that happen you know what I think about that uh, you know when you think about it I I really think it's much more about the players thinking it's a statement game because they played so poorly against San Francisco. It's much more about them proving to themselves what they can do and how they can play and how they can compete than it is. Um, you know, my problem is I've been around so long that, you know, what fans think, I mean, you know, fans are just fans. Right. You respect them. You let their passion. But, I mean, what they think don't really matter. It's all about what the guys think and how they perform and uh, and what they believe about themselves because it's I mean, you can tell from their performance whether they believe a certain thing or whether they don't believe it, no matter how much they talk during the week. Um, because it's out there on Sunday how you really felt and how you prepared and how you executed. But but do you think the psych- the psychology of, of that 49ers loss and the weight of it just going into a team – for a team that has beat you twice in the playoffs and then you come in and not only do you just – you don't you don't perform well, but you get beat down in that in that situation. So that's maybe what what we're t- what you're talking about. Well, I, I'm sorry, I'm it's a San Francisco in. problem, not a team problem. It's not a Philadelphia problem. The Cowboys, are, Dak Prescott is eight and three against Philadelphia, and, and I think Philadelphia's last three wins against the Cowboys or, or last couple of wins against the Cowboys. Uh, you had Cooper Rush your quarterback. True. I think you had Ben DiNucci your quarterback. I mean, you know, it's it's certainly not the same. 
same thing, and they have confidence against this team. You know, it's not like 49ers where this is a hill you haven't climbed before. Right. This is a hill they've climbed. You know, it's a big game, but there's no fear factor here with the Eagles. There's no this big bad wolf that that that, that has run me off the porch before. This team is not running the Cowboys out the building. They haven't run. This is the team the Cowboys have actually owned since Dak Prescott been quarterback. So yeah, you're. It's a big game. It's it's a statement game. It's a division game. It has a lot of meaning. But the mindset going against the Eagles is different than going against the 49ers. And, and I, I'm with most of the players. I don't that forty two to ten is, is, is in the past. You know, you the worst part about it is you didn't compete. But I don't see the situation where they're not gonna compete against the Eagles because they've had success. Now I'm not I, I think I, I do want to pump the brakes on people thinking that if they don't win it's a referendum on their season. And this is a good team. This is a team that's at home. You know, the Eagles should win at home. They're you know, Vegas got them a three point favorite. You know, this is a push. With both teams, I mean, both teams are gonna play their best. You know, I, I I'd be more worried if the Cowboys that got swept and lose when they when, when they play them again at AT and T Stadium, where the Cowboys are at their best. But yeah, you want to win this game, but it's not a referendum on them not being able to compete or compete for a Super Bowl title if they don't beat the Eagles in the first game at Philadelphia. All three of you guys have been in the locker room. What's the vibe that y'all have been getting this week from this team? I mean, they're they're cool. I mean, they're say you know. We were talking to Dak today, and everybody was talking about if you. I mean, Dak is the same all the time. Really, nothing changed. You know, he's been sassy, you know, with us, you know, and, and you, know, <laughs> okay. you know, he's been a little spicy with us this year. <laughs> but he's the same cool, low key dude. He talks to you. He does walk up. Does I mean? There's been no, there's no angst in this locker room. I don't know. If you, I mean, you you see the yeah. same thing. There's no angst. There's nobody in here. You know, they're they're motivated. You know, they understand the urgency of the situation. But and, and they know what they're going up against, but they know the Eagles know what they're going up against too because of the success. But you know they're the same. They're 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 cool and and and, and composed and and ready to play. It does feel like a business like approach. It's no different than it was going into the Rams week. And honestly, I don't think it's any different than it was going into the 49ers week. And you hear that as a fan, and maybe you're like, oh my gosh, why aren't they changing what they went into with the 49ers? But that's that's their rhythm, that's their process. And what we've seen from that so far this season, it's it's been able to find them success in some areas and maybe not in some others. But I a lot of questions have been asked to players this week and even McCarthy and Jerry Jones, you know, the the results of the 49ers game. Does that do you think about that at all this week and especially going back on the road, similar type road trip as far as length on a plane flight? Do you have do you have similar feelings about wanting to change some things and everybody has said no, we have our process, we're going to do the same thing. So it's, it's to what Clarence said. It's uh, business as usual. You know, it's um that's what the best teams do, man. The best teams are really f- it's boring for fans and it's boring for media, but the best teams are really flatline teams that, you know, we did what we did last week, that's gone. We're on to the next one. It's the Bill Belichick approach. It's the why he, it's why he does that because you can't get caught thinking about the last game or it'll affect you this week. It's all about your preparation and how you prepare for this opponent and whether you perform your job and your duties to the best of your ability. And when you got the talent that they have, if you just go out there and play your game, you're supposed to win most of the time. John Jock, let me ask you this, man. Go ahead. Um, ask me this. Jalen Hurts, eight interceptions this season, lost three ball, three fumbles also. And media's not covering it at the same pace that they would have been covering that if Dak had did it. Seven and one. Seven and one. No, let me let me ask my question though. See, so what's the question? Why is it not getting the same amount of attention? Seven and one. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. You know what they'd be saying? The Cowboys are they? winning in spite of. Who is they? I don't know. I mean, I don't know who they guys, that, guys that are in the media, guys, I mean, come on now. We can't just dispel the but, fans but or guys does, that are not he, journalists. He does, but he just came off a game where he threw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns. You also got to remember, too, he's coming off of a Super Bowl run to, to the to the Super Bowl and was an MVP candidate last season. I think if Dak Prescott had had a similar year last year and was still in that same position, then who knows? Maybe the narrative is but, different. But it, but there's it, a lot of what ifs. It, it, I mean, should, they don't say the thing about Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen, the team was five and three, four and three, whatever they are, and he got a, a bunch of interceptions and, and turnovers, and it's what it is. I mean, Dak gets dissected. There's no question more than other guys. But when you ask specifically about Jalen, it's because he's seven and one. Yeah, period. And coming off a game, which he threw for And he's three, not just seven and one. He's like something like twenty-two and two or twenty-two and three in the last twenty-five starts. He's got a long stretch of playing well, and he makes plays at winning time. And you know, he does. And if you do that, people forgive your mistakes during the game. Who do you take? Who's your quarterback? Who, which quarterback are you taking this one? Mahomes. No, no, no. I'm talking about these two. One v one. Who do you take? As far as who has the, who who has the heads up as far as the quarterback. Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? I take Dak because he's healthy. Mm-hmm. What take? Who you got? Dak. You got Dak. Yeah, I got Dak. Did you see I threw to Ferguson last week? I did. I, I did. I did. I, I thought that would change. Give Dak that offensive line. Give Dak, you know, AJ Brown and that receiving core. That's a whole different thing too. I like taking shots at Michael Gallup. Specifically, who has a, where's the quarterback advantage here? I take Dak Prescott, but I take the Philadelphia offensive system. Oh, he taking shots at McCarthy. What? McCarthy just got here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You take this McCarthy. What are we calling it? The Texas Coast offense. They, well, they just now they just getting their groove now. They in the groove. They, they in the groove now. Well, the groove is coming. You know, the, the funny thing about it is since we bring it up, that you know. McCarthy told us on Monday, just jumped out on the screen, he cut Dak loose. You know, and we had to open things. We had to stop being conservative. We had to be more aggressive throwing the ball, which goes against everything he said since he showed, you know, became offensive coordinator. I want to protect my defense. I want to run the ball. And and you listen. You, you, Sounding every bit like Vince Lombardi. And, and you see how they actually perform. <laughs> He called plays the first few games of the year. It was about being conservative, shunning, you know, you know, against the, even going back to the Chargers game when they had time to throw another play and he kicked the field goal at the end of the first half. He he, he said, time out for that. We, we're cutting Dak loose. And they cut Dak loose against um, – the Rams, and I think that's that's what they're going to continue to do. And to that point, they had a huge lead in the second half, and Tony Pollard ended the game with 12 carries. Yeah, It was really interesting because you look at it, and I'm sitting there in the press box. I'm like, all right, they're about to run the ball. They're trying to chop right. off as much clock as possible. And they were still able to manage a 10-minute drive, ended it with a field goal, still got points, and put it back over three possessions without running the ball that much. And they only gave Pollard 12 carries throughout the game. So – he is cutting Dak loose. I mean, the proof is in the pudding there. Kellen Moore somewhere he kicking something. <laughs> is that what, wasn't that what got Kellen up out of here? Oh, well, it was about Kellen. But, but see, I, I think the devil's in the details. It's when you run the ball, when you throw the ball, type of plays you right. win. I mean, the problem with Kellen was not necessarily always that he threw more than he ran, and they ran the ball a lot. I mean, they, they were successful running the ball last year. Look what Pollard did on the ground, and, and Zeke had 12 rushing touchdowns. 
but it, it was a time when he was, you know, throwing the ball and, and maybe some of the, the routes on the offense, you know, that, that, that got predictable at times. But, you know, when you're, when you're up by 14 in the fourth quarter at, at, at Green Bay, you know, it's time to run the ball a little bit. That doesn't sound like coded language to you. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm letting Dak go. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the – Taking the rain, letting him go, letting him go for it, letting Dak loose. Eighth year in the NFL. That, well, I don't think he meant it that way. I don't think it's. No, it just I, means he meant the way can... it, it meant the way he was called. Mike McCarthy was. If you watched the way he called the game, and, and even in the Giants game, he went thirty nine, whatever it was, he was conservative. The way they threw the ball, the way they played. You go back to the Jets game. He said we had to lead. I wasn't going to take no chances. You know, he was conservative in his play call and how they did things. They were throwing everything back. At the line of scrimmage, last couple of weeks, look at the yards per uh, attempt. It's been down the field. Right. So it's really more about the way he was calling the game, more so than an indictment on, you know, I don't trust that Dak can do it. Because Dak has done it. You go back the last couple of years, Dak's yards per attempt has been as high as in in the league. Well, Dak's at his best when he's making plays, which is on the edge, throwing on the run, creating a little bit. Now, he ain't Michael Vick. He ain't Jalen Hurts, but he could do what he do with his ability, and he's he he knows what he is. And so when you just let him play ball, you know it's like any quarterback when you say I ain't got to think so much. I'm just out here playing. playing right? Well, yeah, and that's something that Dak talked about today because when he when he when he said about Mike cutting it loose, cutting him loose, he was really talking about himself being dual threat Dak again. And 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 really, it's interesting because you know I, um, when Dak got hurt, you know if you look at the numbers, I went and looked at the numbers. His 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 attempts and his carries. Uh, in 2021 20, and 22 were lower, much lower than they were his first few years in the league. And it was certainly a decision to be more careful, be more choicey with running because he got hurt running the ball. And now that whole mindset is out. Now, again, they're never going to call 20 quarterback runs like Lamar Jackson do some of those things. He's not Michael Vick. But Dak is going to run for the first down when he needs to, which I think in times in 2021 and 2022 he didn't. He, right. And it's, uh, it's a good know, There was an open lane, run the ball. Even if you turn, you know, second and ten into third and three, you've made a good choice. Yeah. And so because we, now you you got your whole playbook open. Too. Yeah, and be smart about it. But, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's back to being not Mississippi State Dak, but he's back to being dual threat Dak, which puts pressure on on the defense and, and, and opens things up for bigger plays because when you're, you know, do the scramble plays and you're out there, you know, if you get a receiver cutting open, like the 60-yarder against against the Chargers, you know, for Tony Pollard, it was, it was based off a of scramble play. We need sassy Dak is what you're saying. We need spicy Dak. All of that. Dirty Dak. Dirty Dak. And somebody – I was talking about dashing that. Da- what? We're going to take our first Dash. break on that. We're going to take our first <laughs> break on that. John Jock Taylor's in the building. Nick Harrison is in the building. Clarence Hill Jr. is here with the leather paper boy hat. And the only players that i ever seen wear a leather paper boy hat keep a shank in their boot. We'll take a break after this. We'll be right back with the Media Mash. <laughs> Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, to back. Media Mash. Back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. This is the Media Mash. Three media members here at the desk per usual. I'm just Heckma Harrison doing my thing. Jean Jacques Taylor, JJT, Media Group President, CEO. <laughs> I ain't going to mess that up ever again. Every I see, time I, I see, see I you, see, dog, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Harris is in the building. Clarence Hill Jr. is here. Hey, guys, got to ask y'all about the, the, the play, the secret weapon play for the Philadelphia Eagles. One tush push. The brotherly shove. The brotherly shove is taking over the NFL. Everybody's trying it. Everybody ain't successful at it. I mean, that's because it's their, their signature. They do it better than anybody, and they got a quarterback that squats six, 700 pounds. Man, this is uh, unstoppable. I thought, I thought the most impressive thing about it was they faked the tush push and went around the edge with your boy Swift for about a six-yard touchdown. Now that I said, oh, <laughs> if they're going to start doing that, that's a problem. See, that's the mess that's going to get that play banned. It's that. It's the misdirection. I can get the play banned. That's football. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, when I saw that, I was like, oh. oh that's, that's different. It's just right like there. when they started doing the Wildcat and had to do, instead of running, throw the ball. I mean, you know, you got to. Wildcat lasts for, the touch push is lasting because Wildcat lasts for about a year before all the DCs. They still that doing the Wildcat. It's an RPO. Anyway. And that RPO, all that <laughs> stuff, you're going to add things to it. And we were talking to Dak today about the touch push. Um. And he said the key is like he doesn't like the Cowboys call it the quarterback sneak because they don't like people pushing them, you know. And like I said, Tom Brady didn't do the his push, but he was very successful in the quarterback sneak throughout his career because he could find the lane, he know how to die, go to the top, find the crease, and 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 he's that's six what five. It, that, you know all of that. 
the, the thing that the Eagles do, he said, is the key is the center and the guard because they get so low. And, and once they get low, you can't get lower than them. And right. the center is a, is a form of wrestler, knows leverage, and and, 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 and and then you got the Jalen with his strength. But yeah, the so cent- go ahead. But but the center gets so low, and that's why it's tough. And the, and the tough thing, talking to the Cowboys, the really tough thing for defenses is that you really can't simulate it in practice. Number one, you don't want your lineman, a defense lineman, your quarterback doing it in practice because you want to suffer an injury. You know, I, I, you think because the only reason you can simulate or try to stop it is go full speed in practice, and you're not doing that. <laughs> with your guy, you already got Tyron Smith with a yeah. neck in to get the stinger, but you're not really having your nah. guys do that. So it's hard. So you can talk conceptually about it and what you're gonna do. You really can't practice it and you really can't stop it. So talking to the Cowboys, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Ware, we ain't worried about the touch push. Don't let them get the third and one. Don't let them get the fourth and one. That's what you got to focus on. That's one play. But if you do what you're supposed to on defense, you're not letting them get all these third and one and fourth and ones. The best way to stop the push, 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 don't let them get the third and fourth and one. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, I, I love that. But do you think even in these situations where they are specializing in this tush push, push or quarterback sneak, that you have guys, Mozzie Smith, Hankins, that should be able to at least create that kind of pile-up, that that's not a successful play. You can't get lower than them. That's what I'm saying. It's like You're talking you, about the leverage. From, yeah, the yeah. leverage. You can't get lower than them. You know, and, and, and so it doesn't matter because they are already low. If you look at how they're doing, like I said, we were, you, you can't get lower than them. And, and so there's really nothing you can do to stop it. And, 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 and really, I think, be honest, when the Cowboys do the quarterback sneak with Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott's a former fat boy, eighth grade. I'm mean, I mean, right. Shout right. out to all the former right. fat boys. No, in seriously. The world. He was a big boy. We talked yeah. about it. He has big tree trunk legs. Okay? The Cowboys should be the Cowboys last year, fourth and one, they never got stopped. Third and one. Dak had a twenty five yard run against the Bears on a on a quarterback sneak. They didn't call it this was a quarterback sneak. You know, why they weren't successful when they tried it against the 40, I mean, the Chargers, I don't know. It, it just, they didn't, they, he said they ran it too fast. But I think the Cowboys, if Dak wants to do the quarterback sneak on short yards, I think they should do on the goal line because he's a big boy. You know, they would be successful with it. it it's just a play that's hard to stop, especially when you got a big, strong, strapping quarterback like the, like the Eagles do and like the Cowboys do. But again, the key. You scored in DeMarcus Ware is DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Lawrence. You did it again. D-Law. <laughs> it's not letting them get the third and fourth. One. You got, you got, yeah. you know, get to the quarterback, make plays. Don't let them get to that situation. Nick Sirianni. Tank. Nick Sirianni said ahead of the commander's game that it's it's first and nine every time that they're well, out on the field. Right. It's it's an interesting, it's an interesting, interesting perspective. Oh, I thought, I thought no, you No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. This defense, we talked about I well, think we, we talked last week. About Micah and his in his show mm-hmm. that he does, and in Micah's show, he came out. He's flat out said it. Number one team is the Philadelphia Eagles. He didn't, he didn't pick anybody else. He's Eagles number one team. When you come into a matchup like this and you Micah, this is a game you got to show up, especially if it's you're throwing them up and you're putting them on the pedestal as a young guy in this league that is considered to be like top of the food chain of all defenders. Do you look at that, Nick, and you say, hey, 
this is one where I expect for number 11 to show up and show out, especially if he's going to crown him to be the number one team. Yeah, absolutely, especially whenever he's regurgitating the points about it being one up front on Sunday afternoon. That starts with him. He's the best pass rusher. He's the best guy up front every week. So, yeah, he's going to have to have a big game. And going back to his home state of Philly, I mean, or home state of Pennsylvania, I know that's always big for him. So, uh, yeah, I want him to bring that energy. I want him to be able to generate pressure in, in, in the pass game. I want them to be able to contain Jalen Hurts and not let him get outside the pocket. If you can do those two things, then that throws their offense all the way out of sorts. And that also affects their run game. I think DeAndre Swift, it's an added layer that they haven't seen yet, obviously, but I think it's going to add something that they're going to have to account for in the first couple of quarters. I think it's going to throw them off a little bit. I mean, I think that's what he does every week. Like, I don't think this is any different for him. Uh, maybe a little extra juice because he's going home. But, you know, I think Micah comes and brings it every week. So I don't, I don't really think this is that much different for him. I mean, you need Micah to play well, for sure. You 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 need them to show up and play well and get into the quarterback. The dirty little secret here that no one really talking about is Jalen Hurts not 100%. You know, he playing with, you know, he's not on injury report, but he has playing with a knee brace. They say it's a bone bruise, whatever it is, but he's not the – at 100% the runner that he, he has been because of the knee injury, and the Cowboys need to take advantage of that. Speaking of injury report, Chumi Doga shows up on the injury report, limited in practice today. Michael Gallup was did not practice today because of an illness. Jaron Curse is, is showing a toe injury. Well, excuse me, I'm saying uh, Gallup did practice today. Sorry about that. Even with the uh, injury, to, with the illness, Jaron Curse toe was full participate uh, today. Tyron Smith did not practice today. Yeah, we, we talked to Mike that about that this morning. Again, Tyron's not expected to practice today. And, you know, he's going through all the walkthroughs, though. They, they are targeting him to play against the Eagles. They hope he can practice on Saturday. If he practices on Saturday, he will play against the Eagles. And, and the thing about Chuma is, you know, Chuma – I talked to Mike and said, Chuma's good to go, you know, because he had the ankle injury in the game. And now he pops up on the injury report with not just an ankle but a knee. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out where he got the knee injury from. But but Chuma should play. One of those two should play. But the Cowboys are, you know, you, we watch it. It's funny because you watch Tyron walk to the locker room. He looks okay. You know, obviously yeah. we, we're not messing with his neck and all that other stuff. And, you know, you know. You know yeah, I know. You know, I'm but, just but, imagining but, you, like, poking his neck, though. Yeah, I mean, hey, how's this feel, Tyron? Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, so – and he's out there. He's going through the walkthrough. Just a matter of you know, can he practice on Saturday? They're being cautious with him. Certainly, coming into this, the frustrating thing, you know, everybody, the fans are all, he should just retire. They should get rid of him. You know, like you can't do that. You know, you you, you can't do that because he's on the team. Certainly, this is something they understood coming into the season when uh, they made him take a pay cut, and he has per game roster bonuses. You know, on his contract wow. because there was a question about you know his availability and his health. We all knew this coming the season. You know, he was going to miss some games. How many going to miss? What can you count on him? But the facts are, you know, that when he's out on the field, when he's playing, he's one of the best tackles in the game. Does that Jerron curse toe injury worry you at all, knowing that his matchup is going to be Dallas Goddard? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. He'll be all right. He's, he's fine. He's one of the bigger dogs on this team, I think. If you ask from a mentality standpoint, he'll be all right. Yeah. Your thoughts on your thoughts on uh, on Tyron Smith and, and his and this neck injury and what he's dealing with. Being that he's a veteran, do you not worry about it? Just saying, hey, he's going to be ready to play on Sunday. I mean, he'll be as ready as he plays. But you know, Doug, I, this is one of those things where Tyron's been a great player. He's still a really good player if you look at the metrics from this year. But he had missed three games each of the last four or five years. So 
Every year since 2015. So if you didn't expect him to miss three years, <laughs> you had it on your calendar. On you. Huh? <laughs> you had it on your calendar on you. already. already. And that's, that's not personal. That's just yeah, on right, right on. What I tell you yesterday, dog, and it, it, old players yeah. hurt more frequently and then take longer to heal. Yeah, he's a young guy because he got in the league at 20, but he's an old NFL player. This is what happens to old NFL players. Well, we're gonna take our last break and, and come back and look. We're gonna get some predictions. Uh, for tonight, the Thursday night game. And I asked these two guys who they have points and all of that on Sunday coming up next on the Media Mash. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find Find a location near you. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. <laughs> media, the Media Mash is back. Boy, Clarence dropping. Boy, I tell you what. Leaving this guy dropping in the room. Dropping buffalo chips. Here he go. Boy, he go. Clarence, you a mess, man. I'm old school, it's baby. I know. Marcus Lawrence. Let's get that. <laughs> old school. It's for the, for the I knew exactly who you was talking about when you said it. I looked at the quarterback right off the right time. Back then, we're taking some trips down memory lane. I'm a DFW guy, so I already know you. DFW guy. Skyline High School. Skyline, dog. Come where on, you, where you from, man? Schulenburg. I'm from Schulenburg, Texas, baby. Halfway between, between South Carolina and Houston. But I've been in Dallas since 94, 95. Close to Ward County. And I am an avid Texas high school football sports lover. Okay. That okay. okay. So I know, I know going back to Carter, going back to Houston Yates. I got it out. Judson, when they used to be the Judson Invitational. With Jared Douglas. I got it, I got it all. I got it all. Best linebacker come through. Uh, Bobby the, through Jesse Armstead. You. Jesse Armstead. You. Huh? You. Me, yeah, me. <laughs> me, and, me and Jesse Armstead. Yeah, I'm going Jesse Armstead on that. Sergio Kendall's second. 
Are we talking the whole state of Texas or just Dallas? I'm saying Dallas. Should have been, okay, okay. been Malik Jefferson, but we ain't going to have that conversation. No, we ain't, we ain't ready for that conversation. No, all right. Kendall is a good conversation for Don. Yeah, road. he would have been a great conversation. Him and too. Tim Brown and yeah. Davey O'Brien, the only folks ever came out of Woodrow. Yeah, man, Sergio Kendall was um, was amazing. Well, it's, it's, is Dion going to get six wins, man? So I go and buy my ticket to the, to the Soul Bowl. Uh, <laughs> What's Soul Bowl? I'm talking about when the Colorado, wherever Colorado go. It's going to be tough to get six. Tough to get six. That Stanford game just is biting them in the butt. That would have been that would have been five. Right. So they, and then, they just needed one more. They just needed one more. Now yeah. they need two more. But Arizona's playing really good. That was a game mm-hmm. that seemed like a, a Arizona, Cal. You you know you know we got Washington State. Do you get do you get Arizona State in there? They've they already, already beat, beat them. them. I already beat them. Okay, that's one of the wins. So Arizona State. They, they, they Washington. got Oregon State, Arizona. Washington State and Utah. That's yeah, what they got left. Yeah. It's tough. And so, like I said, you you had to get that. You needed that Stanford, Stanford game. Blow that Stanford game, kick it hurts. You get six wins. Dion get the six wins, boy. This bowl season is gonna change completely because every all the top bowls gonna be like Colorado. Colorado, come here. We hey. <laughs> they already got their Big Twelve opponents for next year already here. So they, they you know be in the Big Twelve next year. Yeah. You you getting out of the Big Twelve, so you ain't gonna care nothing about the Big Twelve next year. You don't care about that. All your business going to the SEC, Clarence. Colorado coming to the Big Twelve, yeah, and and bringing that attention to the Big Twelve next year. Man, how you feeling this weekend? I know we talked about it a little bit. How you feeling, man? Malik Murray, uh, Murphy, how you feeling this weekend? I mean, I don't when when you when as I always say, when you got questions of quarterback, everything is you know. And unknown. I mean, you got it's unknown at quarterback, so you know everything's in the balance. The defense is good, the running game is good, but what is this young quarterback going to do on third and eight in the fourth quarter? Right. What are he going to do on third and eight in the first quarter? Is he going to make what kind of decision making? He's going to make things he's never done before. I don't know, and so I, I can't get comfortable and be confident. But this is a huge game. Yeah, it's going to come down to Jonathan Brooks. They're going to have to run the ball. You can, but yes, Mr. but once they, when they both stop the run, the quarterback got to make a play. Point, the quarterback got to make a play. Yeah, the quarterback got to make a play. You just can't. You're not going to just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Let's get these predictions for tonight. There is a barn burner on Amazon Prime tonight. Everybody's tuning in. Everybody tuning in. Tennessee Titans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. What you got? <laughs> My couch. It's two bad quarterbacks. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh's tradition and Mike Tomlin. Where's the game? I believe it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, because they got the uh, – And I don't believe in Will Levis, so – had four touchdowns last week, baby. Right there. Now they didn't study them this week. With me. Made his Mike. girlfriend famous. She dumped him. Man. I think he. Cold world. Yeah, D-Hop broke out last week. Yeah, okay. So you're going, you're going, you're going. I have not watched them at all, so I can't really predict. I, I know I Pittsburgh is not that good. They they have a quarterback. They don't have an offense. Uh, it, it, it's what and what. And, 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 and certainly you love, you know, T.J. White and some of the players in this Pittsburgh defense, but. That that offense is hard garbage too. I mean, again, when you can't score, yeah, everything is, is 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 in the balance. You know, Clarence, pick somebody. <laughs> he going with Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh at home. I have no confidence in Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh. Who you got? Like seventeen, thirteen, Pittsburgh, and one of the grossest games all season. It's yeah. going to be a barn burner. I'm telling you right now, man. Barn burner. All eyes on this one right here. Well, let's get to it, man. Sunday, I'm going to get y'all predictions now because, uh, yeah, let's get it now. Sunday, 315. Dallas Cowboys in Philadelphia behind enemy lines. Clarence Hill will be there. John, John. Y'all going to be there? No, nah, I'm not going to be there. You're not going to be there? 
or you'll be somewhere watching close, but you will be there with your leather with your leather Kango on, I'm sure. It depends on the weather. It's going to be nice. It's supposed to be 60 degrees Sunday afternoon. Oh, ah, okay. I'll be there. My bad, Nick. Yeah, I was going to get you, but you ain't picking the game. I, but I, <laughs> my fault, player. Yeah, uh, I, I'll be there. You'll be there. So, so tell me who you got. Who you with? You know, I hate to let you down, but I'm picking the Eagles. Three-point game. You? Are you, you serious? Not... I said, you went through all of that, and you were picking the Eagles? What's wrong with what? I said, I said earlier, don't make this a referendum on the season. It's a tough game. Eagles are a good team. If they don't win in the Philadelphia at home, it's not doesn't mean that they can't have the hopes. I said that earlier too. Remember, boy, too fair ain't real. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. That's cold. How's it cold? <laughs> it's cold. I mean, I know, I've been spending the I last no couple ag- days with I you. No I just agenda. knew for sure. I have that no was, agenda. No, the Cowboys no. can win the game. They, 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 they it's, it's it's a toss up. They can win the game. I'm picking the home team. Philly, you take Philly in the points. All right. Let's it's three points. Yeah, okay. Push. All right. There it is. Break guess, my heart. I guess you're feeling really big. <laughs> yeah, break my heart. Go on. Break my heart. Golly. Uh, I don't believe yet in the Texas Coast offense. And I think their defensive line is going to give the Cowboys offensive line some fits. And if you can't really run the ball, and they haven't shown that they can run the ball when they want to run the ball, there's a lot of pressure on that offensive line, a lot of pressure on Dak. Uh, I think it's a fairly low-scoring game. I got Philadelphia 23-19. I, I will say this. I'm a little addendum. Okay. Dak feels good about throwing the ball against this defense. This defense and if he can right stay there. upright, because should do it feel good about throwing the ball in Colorado every week. I understand that. But this defense has been had. The passing – this past defense has been had all season. Yeah. I mean, Washington – Quarterback through for you know four touchdowns against them. It, their plays be made hey, against the defense, and the best part the best part of this defense is their ability to stop the run, not ability against the pass. Nah, that's cool. I hope they cut Dak loose, and I would love for them to to add on to the Dallas Fort Worth. Joy but this but, week I, I, but I, I talked to Dak, you know, before he, you know uh, did the media session today, and he was feeling good about passing the ball against his defense. So Nick, I, I know you're gonna you're gonna make your pick tomorrow on your show, but just tease your pick then. Uh, Pros and cons. <laughs> Get a, go yeah. around it. Just go around it. If it's a play, just eat around the it's sides. Actually, right? It's actually a lot of points that these guys have already mentioned. The pros being there's holes in the pass defense and also uh, the fact that Dak Prescott has been so efficient against the blitz so far this season, completing 70% of his passes. So even if that defensive line is generating some pressure and getting home, then you know Dak has shown that he's been able to make plays out of that. Um, how often will he be able to? That's that's the that's the problem well, I run into. And also the running game as well. And then defensively, um, it's, it's there's a lot of weapons and, and AJ Brown's on a heater right now, NFL history type heater. And then DeAndre Swift, he adds an extra layer to that offense. I really worry about the defense overall. I, I think you, you talked about the pass rush. That's why Dak's ability to run the ball and, and, and willing to run and scramble is important. You know, I was talking to Shotty, you know, defense alignment is so good. You, you know, this is not back in the olden days when you want the quarterbacks to be Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and stay in the pocket. Yeah. They, they want the athletic quarterback. That's the, that's the new age of football because the defense lines are so athletic and you need quarterbacks like Dak Prescott who have the ability to scramble to extend plays and make plays with their feet, whether that's to run for first downs or throw for first downs. But, yes, he's Dak is going to be key in getting away from that rush and making plays down the field. I, I look at this game, and, and I'm telling you, everybody know which which way I'm going on this game. But of course. I believe that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
see those piles. You by 21 last year, I think, with, with, off the with, plane. with Cooper Rush. Off the plane. <laughs> I heard yeah, that. Off the plane. That was, that was reported to yeah, me. Yeah, off the plane. But if Sam Howell, if Sam Howell can, 397, four tutties in an interception, I think Dak is going to feast. I think it's, it's there for him. And I, just what you said, Clarence, I think that Dak has an opportunity uh, against this team. I wouldn't have felt this confident if I hadn't seen the emergence of C.D. Lamb over the last couple of last couple of weeks and also the discovery of Brandon Cooks, man. But this is the media match. It's been fun. Guys learned a lot. Um, John Jock Taylor, JJT Media Group, my man, appreciate you. Nick Harris will be in Philly on Sunday. Read all his <laughs> articles. He's doing great stuff. That's my that's my man, Hunter Grand. And Clarence Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star Telegram with the Leather Kango Dog. I love it. It's been the Media Mass. We'll check you out next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!